Good morning, Cheviot Churches. Good morning to those joining us from elsewhere. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is keeping very well. We worship together on this third Sunday of Advent, and that's sometimes called Gaudete Sunday. We have some intimations. The Advent Study Group meet at the Mans on Tuesday this week, Tuesday the 14th at 2 p.m. I'll be in Yetham Kirk on Wednesday between 10 and 12. And the quiet Christmas service, quiet or blue Christmas service, will take place on Thursday the 16th at 3 p.m. So this Thursday, 3 p.m. at Moor Battle. And this service is for those who don't like all the the kind of glitter and so on of, of, of Christmas. Um, and especially those who've maybe been through a difficult time tend to appreciate it. We have a wedding on Saturday in Yetham, and that's a wedding of Shannon Ann O'Brien and Hayden Lang. And Christmas cards, if you have your Christmas cards, you can save on the postage or on your shoe leather by putting them in the, the boxes in both Yetham and Moorbato churches. And it's 25 pence per card. You drop your money in the, the honesty box. The last posting will be the 15th of, of December. And please, next Sunday, the, the 19th, um, bring a poinsettia to the either Yetham or Moorbato just to brighten up the church. Um, so that's just a, a suggestion. Call to worship. God of hope who bring, brought love into the world, be the love that dwells between us. God of hope who brought joy into this world, be the joy that dwells among us. God of hope, the rock upon which we stand, be the centre, the focus of our lives, always and particularly at this Advent time. Let us worship God. And our first hymn is the hymn 277, Hark the Glad Sound.
and thanks to Gordon and, and Heather. Let us pray. Loving God, we gather in this season of promise to worship you and to sing your praise. We praise you for your love and faithfulness, for you are the source of all hope, and from you all joy springs. You are the one we expect, but your coming is always unexpected. You're the one who turns everything upside down and you make all things new. Advent, God of surprise, we worship you and we wait for you to awaken our wonder and astound us by your arrival. In this season of excitement and weariness, open our hearts to your presence. For we know that you meet us and hold us. And beyond the busyness, and beyond the glitter, and beyond the rush, you are there. When we are tired and frayed, and lose sight of what it's all about. When we put ourselves first, and forget that you are coming to bring love. Come close to us. Forgive us and restore us. And so mend our broken hearts and help us to know ourselves forgiven and loved. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we say our family prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen. And of course, this is the third Sunday of Advent. We're lighting the third candle in the Advent crown. We light this candle for love. God, as we wait for your promise, give light and give hope. We now have our readings, firstly from Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, and reading from verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and in your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, or if anything is worthy of praise, think about these things and keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 3 and from verse 7. John said to the crowd that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. 
Do not begin to say to yourselves, "We have Abraham as our ancestor." For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now, the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, "What then should we do?" In reply, he said to them, "Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise." Even tax collectors come to be baptized, and the ax asked him, "Teacher, what should we do?" And he said to them, "Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you." Soldiers also asked him, "And we, what should we do?" And he said to them, "Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages." As the people were filled with question, with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, and whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, "Abba, baptize you with water." But the one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And so, with many other exhortations. He proclaimed the good news to the people. This is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The hymn two hundred and ninety-one, and sometimes called the Christianate hymn. This is when out of poverty is born.
and let us pray. Merciful God, who sent John the Baptist to proclaim the good news, help us to be true heralds of the coming of Christ and to proclaim the gospel through all we do and say. We ask that in this special season of Advent, we may be experiencing the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I feel for politicians and anyone else giving press conferences. There are always certain topics they want to avoid like the plague. But inevitably, these are the very topics that the journalists present will home in on and ask their questions. Boris Johnson the other day was intent on focusing on COVID restrictions, but all the journalists wanted to talk about were the parties in Downing Street last Christmas and the video. That was a video of staff members practicing how they would explain away parties that may have broken guidelines. That's if they happened at all. They were practicing how to gloss over something unpleasant, something that wouldn't go down well with the public. Now, there was no gloss to John the Baptist. He had obviously missed the sermon preparation class at Theological College. For rather than give a nice story or something like that, he launches straight in and addresses his audience with, you brood of vipers. But at least they would have caught their attention. John was direct. He saw things in black and white. He didn't mince his words. And he called people to repent. They couldn't rely on being descended from Abraham. They couldn't rely on religious pedigree, on past glories. They had to bear responsibility for their sins, for themselves. They were called to repent and be baptized. Understandably, the people asked, what then should we do? It was a fair question. And John answered by telling people to share what they had. He said, if, if you have two coats, then give one away. And that's quite a thought, isn't it? I wonder how many coats you have or jackets. I'm sure I have quite a number. And I would do my best to justify them. This one is for summer. This one is for wet weather at the cemetery. This is for something more formal. But all the time, I know that maybe I could share some of my coats and my shoes and whatever else is in my wardrobe. John is telling us to share. And we should do so, obviously. And so should our governments, and especially where the vaccines are concerned. John then takes questions from tax collectors and soldiers. He tells them not to overcharge, not to extort. He doesn't tell them to give up their jobs, but rather to live fair and just lives. 
No, we simple lives. And Paul says something similar in his letter to the church in Philippi. He tells them to focus on all the positive things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is lovely, think on these things. Think of the best and not the worst. On the beautiful and not the ugly. Now, Paul was writing this from a prison cell, but was encouraging the early Christians to think on the positive and to put into practice all they had seen and heard. And what's more, he told them to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Or as the message has it, Celebrate God every day. I mean, revel in him. And let your whole life be a thanksgiving. There's a song by Leonard Cohen, the Canadian songwriter, called Hallelujah. I I particularly like it, but I can never quite understand what it's actually about. But I always feel that the hallelujahs are defiant hallelujahs. Despite all the problems in the world, we will hope and we will sing hallelujah. It's a bit like the Magnificat. Mary's teenage life was being radically disrupted and she was in danger of being exposed to shame. But still, She's able to sing, and her heart glorifies the Lord. Despite everything, she will sing. And despite all the uncertainties of life, and there are many, we should sing our hallelujahs and look to the future in hope. Live kindly and generously and look outwards to those in need around it, not pay lip service, but rather life service. And John lastly pointed to the Messiah who would come, maybe sooner than what John expected. Jesus would have a less abrasive manner, but would still tackle the barrage of questions from scribe and Pharisee and show the way of love and sacrifice. And his whole life was a massive hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. We're going to sing a, a hymn, and it's it's a, another hymn. Last week we had one by Tom Gordon, a retired Church of Scotland minister. This is by him again. Again, an Advent hymn, Christ is Coming. Yes, he's coming. And you, those of you who are my age or or older will maybe recognise the tune if you're from a, a Church of Scotland background. As a child. 
and let us pray. And as we've lit candles to celebrate Advent, reflected in your word, so our thoughts turn to beyond, turn out beyond our needs to those whose cries and anguish trouble and disturb us. News seemed to surround us, piling one tragedy on top of the other. The world seems a hard place, and our tears are for those whose pain is etched deeply within their being. For those cast out of their lands, cast adrift from family and friends, and thrown into the arms of strangers, some of whom are caring, some who are not. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayer. For those who trudge through strange lands looking for guidance and hope for a better future, straddling borders, hoping. For those who have nothing but what they stand in and walk with. For those who risk life and limb and fragile boats seeking escape from poverty and tragedy, but so often finding both and left seeking safety and welcome, warmth and security. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayers. For the homeless nearer to home, who've no walls to shelter them, no place to cocoon them, no safety to protect them, no warmth from the winter weather, no family to support them and little hope for a settled future. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayer. For those who live with hunger, not just of the spirit, but of the body. For those families who can't manage proper meals or nutrition. Who seek out the pennies the best they can. For those who have the courage to seek food bank help. For those who greet and meet them when they stretch out for the food that's given. For those who are cold and hungry, not just a body, because they can't afford heating and food, but cold of friendship and warmth of love. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayer. For families impacted by COVID and always ramifications. For those for whom the illness itself has deprived them of health or well-being, short or long term. For those who have seen family and friends lose battles for their lives. To have not been near the time of death. And those who have an empty seat at the Christmas table. For those who are separated by miles. By country, by continent. Who have missed so much growing up and growing old. For those fearful of vaccines. And those unable to have vaccines, those deprived of vaccines, especially countries in the developing world. And we think of all who develop and deliver vaccines. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayer. For countries at war with others and with themselves, where peace is a distant memory and a very distant prospect. For those who keep the candle of hope burning, believing that in the end peace will prevail. Merciful and caring God, hear our prayer. And for those who have never heard the message of Advent hope, 
who've never encountered the presence of the Christ child, who've never felt their hearts moved by the Christmas story of Emmanuel, God with us, may their lives be touched by those of us who meet them, whose lives touch ours and ours theirs. Merciful, caring God, hear our prayers and let our cries come unto you. Amen. And we close our podcast with the hymn 286, Tell Out My Sword. Of course, this is a reminds us of, of Mary's song, her the Magnificat. our benediction. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and be with those whom you love and those whom we're called to love this day and even forevermore. Amen.